When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's the fire in. It's the fire in. Clock. It's the fire in. It's the fire in. I discovered that if I drink like a litre of cranberry juice yeah, after I've had some really spicy food, like my arsehole doesn't burn. And I was just saying, I reckon it's like a, like a <laughs> intestinal dockley. <laughs> How have you found that out? Just by drinking loads of cranberry juice, basically. Cause... Right. So, so, so regardless of the heat of, of yeah. whatever you're eating, as long as you're having cranberry juice... But I like just, after it ain't that a part morning. of the game though isn't it it's a part of the game for eating hot food you've got to deal with it yeah bro. but I've, I've got into this thing I ordered a curry from a new curry place the other day and it was fucking delicious it's some type of lemony raging hot king prawn summer or other yeah uh, but I love it now but like the next day is is just really it's unpleasant the next day and I just happened to drink like a pint of cranberry juice one night after it and I was like next morning and I was like oh that is there's no toxicity there at all. So I did it again. <laughs> and uh, and it worked. So like all the best scientists, I've, I've backed up my work. I just need it peer-reviewed now. So one of you two will have to do it. <laughs> Ricky, you've got to do it. You've got to do it, Ricky. I, 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 do no, like you know, I, I, I never eat anything you... hot enough to really hurt my arsehole the next day. I just, I'm genuinely, I, I don't mind the hot. Like, hot, hottest I would go is like Rogan Drosh or Madras if I feel him <sighs> really. No, but you're, Alex, you're doing that fucking, oh, I'm a bloke, I'm going to have a Vindaloo because I'm not. a fucking geezer. It is. It's not because I have chili flakes on everything. I go through, I go through one of them Schwartz little tub of chili flakes. Right. Like my, every two My weeks. issue isn't that you like hot food. My issue is that you huffed when you said that I don't eat hot food. That's the issue. What I'm was that about? Really Where did hot, that come from? What? Madras is like fourth on the hot scale. That's hot enough for most people who don't who, 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 are, who are fine with their curries being medium. Just fuck off, that's Ricky. It's the state of this country these days. That's why. <laughs> I um I was scrolling Twitter earlier, and you know when 
uh, like a, a what the fuck fax pops up. Yeah. Uh, and do you know that your lips and your arsehole are made from like the same skin and muscle? <laughs> it's it's the entry and the exit of of a tube. It's exactly the same. So, yeah, so that's, why have you that's nice. Yeah. So this is why my issue know. is when everyone's like, oh, I don't like rimming. Why not? You lick your lips eighty <laughs> times a day. Yeah. Try sticking stick, sticking a donut donut up up their ass. I <laughs> love it then. Uh, good. Yeah, that's a good point. More rimming, if possible, everywhere, everyone. <laughs> oh, so hungover. Yeah, we went out on Saturday. I don't want to talk about Saturday because um, no one's interested. But we did go out on Saturday. Alex loves karaoke. We had to fucking drag him away from the karaoke machine. Um, but yeah, big shout out to Sixies in Fulham Broadway. Um, go if you need something to do. Let's, you know, like sometimes you do these like work do's, and you're like, oh my god, I've got to spend time with my workmates, and not that, that's not how I was feeling uh, at all. <laughs> but I'm saying often you'll get dragged into these things. If you can convince your workplace to go down to Sixies, play their cricket, they've got nets where they this machine fires these fucking balls at you, and you've got to score runs off it. On top of that, you can just drink constantly. It's a wicked little pub. Really, really, uh, really fun place to go and spend an afternoon and evening, as we did. Uh, so, big shout out uh, to Nick who sorted us out. Uh, to Nick's mum, who Ricky still loves, and uh, yep. <laughs> we talked about that at length. Nick, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I want to say one. Can we just quickly on it though? Go on quickly, because because it was it was interesting because. You know, Bardi obviously is the most competitive person in the world. And if you haven't, uh, if you don't follow Rick on on Instagram, you should, uh, because it's an incredible video of Bardi getting out on the very first ball. Uh, it's just glorious. Is it? So if you want to see ball, someone from the extra inch humbled, then that's that's where to go. It was um, <laughs> it was a joy. It's just a shame Big John Bass wasn't there because I can imagine. He would have, if um... he would have, if he would have connected with a ball, it would have gone through the building, through <laughs> other buildings as well, and killed a woman. I think everyone's, <laughs> I think he would, everyone's he would... second favorite person. John, I think John when he found out, when he found out that he couldn't actually get into the nets, that he wouldn't fit into the nets, that's when he decided he wasn't coming. <laughs> right, um, Tottenham Hotspur played on uh, Friday night. A few days since then, um, so uh, we're not going to talk about the specifics of the game because I'm sure everybody's heard millions of things about it. Um, but there are some talking points off the back of it. And I guess the place to start with... Actually, firstly, like, what, what did you make overall of the performance? And, and the, you know, the fact that we won away from home. If you look at our away form, it's the very best in the Premier League. So if we just played away from home, we would have won the Premier League if they stopped it right now. Um, Coach. Though, oh, it's good to know, isn't it? Over the, overall, yeah. Rick, what did you make of it? Um, trying to remember the game now. Um, but a lot um, in between, at, isn't it? Yeah, at, at the time, I did feel that um, it felt like maybe on the first go, I think it was, that it was kind of like against the run of play. There was a bit where Forrest kept getting uh, balls into our box. It's bobbling around. They were having shots. We were blocking them. It was pretty kind of like all hands to the deck type of defending. Um, and then I think we had kind of had a breakaway where, where Cooley had it an amazing cross it was incredible, uh, and for Richie as well to direct that header back in um it was almost like a backwards header it was um it was a, a cracking goal I'll tell you what it was that feeling Ricky just because I remember it yeah they they had a couple of breakaway plays we had a lot of possession without getting anywhere near their goal and 
when that ball was whipped in, it went in. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, it was like, almost like a relief of the fact that yeah. somebody's possession had, had counted. Given the fact that we'd, we'd lost Brendan Johnson at that, t- that, that time to injury, and you're thinking, oh, Kulisowski on the right, maybe the fact that he's been so influential through the middle in that sort of 10 slash 8 role that he's been playing since um, Madison Lascelles is not about, that some of our attacking plan had been blunted, and yet we were still able to score from uh, after the fact that Kulisowski had moved out to the right and crossed in. I think, if I remember rightly, that's where that feeling of, oh, it was against a run of play or that was a relief. It was because of that. Yeah, it was. Um, it did feel kind of a yeah. Again, like uh, like you just said, it was. It did feel like it was against a run of play, and we and we did have some. We did have some chances in that first half. I remember like within like the second or third minute, uh, Son got put through, and when he uh, controlled the ball, it was it was a bit of a shit. Con- he controlled it pretty poorly, but it luckily kind of uh, span out onto his right foot um, for him to just slot it in, um, and the keeper made a good save. And then there was another one where um, I think it was Kulu was driving at their defence. I don't know whether it was a cross. I don't know what the fuck happened, but it, the ball kind of like bobbled across and Brennan Johnson got his toe on it. Yeah. And it like bob- bobbled towards the goal and the keeper made a great save because it, <coughs> it was just weird how it like almost like deflected off Johnson and, and was going in. But yeah, like you said, it was, um, it was a relief that we got that goal. Um, and then the... Obviously, the second goal. It was um, it was a great, great bit of pressure by us. The, their keeper. I think that someone played the ball back to their keeper. Son ran onto it, put pressure on him. He miskicked it, went to Kulu, and then he just drove at his defender, smashed it, onto his, dipped onto his right foot, and then absolutely slammed it you, home. For his right foot, for someone who only uses his left foot, his right foot's pretty fucking decent. Second one he scored from his right this season. Um, yeah. Let's 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 um, let's before I want to talk about Kulisowski, Alex. But um, Brendan Johnson banged his head. Yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't look like much at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, get on with it. Come on. Yeah, do, you want, do you understand? Uh, we're in, oh, oh, Brendan. Do you understand? We're in a fucking injury crisis right now. <laughs> yeah. Can you get off I, the I, we haven't got time floor? for this, Brent. Yeah. Get off the floor. Get up. Play the game. But yeah, he did bang his head. It's quite yeah, bad. One. It was. Um, that that's probably what it, it made the game feel like it was um, it was stretched out a little bit that that first half because then they had a bit of moment after that and that's why it probably like you said it probably felt like it came against run of play a little bit but the goal you know they had a, I mean but really the most that they had was you know booing Brennan Johnson on the ball and then a few little bits of pressure where we made some sloppy passes you know trying to come out from the back trying to get it into midfield. But other than that, really, you know, it wasn't too much about it. And I've kind of been waiting for a performance like that because there's lots of teams at the moment that are, are putting in performances like that where you feel like not 100% at the races, but still getting the job done and not being troubled massively. Liverpool have been doing it for weeks. Uh, Arsenal have been doing it to a certain extent. Newcastle every now and then. So I, I was just, I wanted us to start having a few of those games because we're going to need them because. Now without Basuma, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, you know, and San being away and Saar being away at the same time and the injuries that we've got, we're gonna have to get used to a few games where we're, we're just gonna have to not bore it out because we'll never be boring, but but just you know enough to get over the line if that makes sense. I think that's our, literally our only option. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. What Alex? 
Alex, can I ask you something? Yeah. How did you find Forrest's aggressiveness in their play? Is it just to your liking or <laughs> was it was it over the top? I mean, it wasn't over the top. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, it was the sky. Like, I mean, you, you've got to do stuff to level the, level the playing field. It's not going to be on talent and it's not going to be on ability. So when you've got, you know, they've got a, a few, you know, Yates and people like that. There's, there's teams of, of honest pros in there, for want of a better yeah. phrase. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean that would be my. That's how I, I lived most. I didn't, my I didn't have any issue with the their aggression either, to be honest. Yeah, you just I, I, I I didn't have any. Um... Sounds like you did, Ricky. Actually, sounds like you're back. No, 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 but but no, it's what I've noticed now. Our game against Wolves, mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of switched their aggression. Uh, Villa as well, and uh, was it Villa or West Ham? I think I think Villa was uh, a little bit spicy yeah, as well. Yeah, it was. I've no, but I've noticed um, the teams that we're playing. are starting to turn up the spice volume but so, it's, it's, and that, that's where they're getting a bit of joy against us we're float we're a flow team now aren't we so it's disrupting that in any way and it's they not can. just it's not just flow it's speed as well it's you know that speed of that flow is the speed of that play and there's there's only you know there's only two ways to stop that you either have more possession which if you're not as good a team you're just not going to do and especially with a team like we are at the minute the first 15 minutes we're always kind of bang at it straight at them so you have to do something to slow that down and sometimes that is causing other distractions, whether that's, you know, people that are more on the lighter weight scale, like sun tactical fouls and, and shit like that. Just having this is, moments this... of moaning, then it's it's what you do. You have to you have to try and level the play. I it's... thought you know, and I said the other week, we're gonna have to get used to it because you're right, Rick. Villa did it, Wolves did it, Chelsea did it. Yeah. Uh, and this... hopefully it's something that we're learning from. Yeah, exactly. It's the learning from it that it's always going to happen. You know, you don't give a team that is excellent on the ball freedom to just play the way they want to do exactly. until you get so good where and, and so press resistant and so comfortable in the tactic that this high aggression and um, you know front front foot pressure that we're experiencing becomes redundant because we can play through it. When we get to that stage, and hopefully we will, then they will have to respect you and back off. So they've got there's a combination of two is like knowing when to press as Wolves did brilliantly against us, and also knowing when to sit back. And, and it's not just it's not just the smaller teams that do, but you know City do it to an extent. You know it's why they a huge amount of professional fouls that City have, and they do it mm. to to stop any type of momentum that you even do get if you do manage to get past their press to stop that momentum that you might have. Then that's what professional fouls well, are essentially. In, that's what in we the need the to do way. more of those instead of fouls that might break players' legs. Like, can we well, stop doing that? Yeah, it's like, or, or, like everyone. Like, Yates had about fourteen challenges, and I thought, I love him. I I'm sure you great. do. I'm sure you do. Did, right? Didn't he even get a yellow card in the end? I don't think he did. No. <laughs> but that's my point: is if you're tackling that way, clearly that the referee's letting that go now, right? That's what? why the doggy yellow card was mental. Mm. There was Bloody. nothing in that card. Inconsistencies. All right, look, what we're going to yeah, do thought, is... Yeah, I thought the ref was a bit shit with that. Yeah. We, um, we've got, we've got loads of questions here and a lot of them hit on some of the things we're going to talk about. So I'm just going to go through them. Uh, let's start with Basuma. We had a question here from... Motherfucker, where's it gone? All right. Just make up a name. This is good. Um, well, yeah, what I was going to say is... It... Okay, go on. <laughs> what was you going to say then, in case it's good? No, uh, did you notice uh, Kulu's celebration? The ball under the shirt, sucking of the thumb, like he's expecting. 
that that's that's his way he's announcing to the world. Anyone notice him? Manager fat, I reckon. Oh yeah, god, that's what it was. Yeah, body like, shaming. Yeah, body shaming as possible. Weird, <laughs> isn't it? Because he's put loads of trust in Kulisevsky. <laughs> really believed in him, backed him. <laughs> Ungrateful little prick. Yeah, he, he really doesn't know how to uh, to uh, do banter very well, does he? he? Goes well over the top. It's something that really upset upsets him. He just can't handle it. He just doesn't. Then <laughs> the only the only way he can communicate this distrust is, or not distrust, but this disapproving of of Ange Postecoglou's body shape is to do that celebration <laughs> when he scores. What out of order. Bang out of order. Everyone thinks he's a nice geezer. He's not. He's, a, he's arsehole. He's a really horrible piece of work. <laughs> Kisses the ball afterwards saying, goodbye, fatty. That was that was basically <laughs> what I... Because uh, if it was dude. a daughter, he picked the ball out of him and he threw it away at the end. He gave it a kiss and he just threw it. <laughs> <laughs> we invariably just volleyed it out of the stadium. That was... Um, <laughs> All right, let's do Kulisevsky then, instead of what I was going to do. The um, uh, Sam Cornish says, uh, if it meant Kulisevsky maintained this form, how long would you wear his face mask for in uh, for in day-to-day life? How long would you wear it for in day-to-day well, life? So, so I have to wear the mask. You've got to wear his mask once he's done with it. And you, and you can't explain it to anybody. You just have to say when they ask you, I like Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky. <laughs> That's the only thing you're allowed to say. Oh God! How many people oh, you do you? Say <laughs> I like Kulisevsky. Sesky, sexy. I can't say it. Uh, what you done to your nose? What you done your nose there? Rick, you broken your nose. That looks like one of them things the footballers wear when they break their nose. And would you have to reply with Rick? I love Kulisevsky. It's fucking hard to say. Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky. That's it, and walk away. <laughs> I've got. I could do oh, that, man. Yeah. Do I have to wear it on a date? Yeah, I man, just turn up. Just... How many days? I like colour sexy. That sound the... like a very uh, simple, <laughs> simple man. Uh, Zoo says, "I've uh, is Mask Kulisevsky the best player to have ever lived? He's 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 been sensational this season, and it almost feels like this. I don't know how you feel about it, Al, but it feels like." He hated life under Conte. He was always professional and that's you know who he is and he's always going to behave that way and he, he would never seem to speak out of turn. Although he is opinionated and he can give an opinion, but it's almost like he understands the game and if you have a manager that you can't undermine him. Um, and none of the players really did last season anyway, even if it's, you could see in their performances that are unhappy. But this season playing under Postacoglu, where... Certainly, well, all the players are given freedom to, to be expressive and have fun with football. He seems to be thriving more than others. No, no player has, has um, run more than him in the Premier League and no, no player has had more touches in the box than him in the Premier League. Oh, wow. I mean, he, he's a funny one to read because he did the interview on Sky afterwards and it's like quite short, sharp. Um... Swedish, isn't he? Yeah, well... But just like the answers were all just pretty, pretty basic and stuff. But then he goes, you know, some of the quotes we get from him are like probably the most yeah. that we get from emotive, any player in terms of, in terms of a you know emotive type stuff. And he's done podcasts and stuff before, so yeah, he's um, you forget how young he is. Yeah, you know, you think mm. of the other players that they were like Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher were talking about him as if like he's just he's like been nowhere for two years like and suddenly it's just turned up in the last four weeks like mm. and he's the same age as he's younger than Saka isn't he same age as Foden um so he's just you know he can be anything he wants to be and he looks like he's got that you know the type of attitude he's not 
he looks like a hard worker when he's in the right environment. And you say about, you know, like with Conte, he, he does strike me as one of those if he's not enjoying it. I mean, who isn't when you're not enjoying it? You're not as good at your job, are you? If, 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 it's, if it's not something that you're passionate about. Yeah. But he said, look, if this is, if I had to choose the way to play football, then it would be this way. And that's, that's what you want to hear from players who are as mercurial as him because they need to feel that way to be able to perform at their best. I don't think it's any any coincidence that we're starting to see him at his best when he's, you know, obviously yeah. playing the football that, I, I that think, means the most to him. I think that's a fair thing to say. I think his career at Spurs thus far has been mercurial. But this season, it's been consistently good. Like, if you look mm-hmm. at it, he's the only, the only game where he didn't play... He's played 90 minutes in every game bar... Uh, Man United, where he played 88, and Burnley, where he played 86, and we were 5-2 up. The only, t- the only game he came off early was against Chelsea when we were down to nine men. Other than that, he's played every minute, every single minute. Yeah, his fitness levels are unreal. Like, it's... It, it, and you see him, and he does so much running, as you just said, obviously, those stats that up. Mm. But he does so much running, and he does those runs where he'll, you know, he either wins the ball or he gets given the ball, you know, in our in our defensive third, and he, he somehow manages to beat a guy on a byline and... and 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 just run with it, you know, in, in latter stages of the game, in, in a style that we're playing, which is, you know, exhaustive, to say the least. Um, he, Him and Saar are, are probably two of the only ones where you don't really have that worry about it. When it's 86, 87 minutes, they're still going to be going. £27 million he cost us. That's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. It's mad. What do you make of him this season, Rick? Uh, he's been pretty shit, really. Absolutely <laughs> rubbish. Prick. Well, yeah, want him out of the club. Get him out, out of the club straight away. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, obviously um, everything that you guys have just said. Um, I have, I, I, admittedly, I've been a little bit frustrated with him at times. Um, there was the, the game against West Ham recently, and there was another one where, when we do have the ball um, and it does go out to him, he is just so used to that left foot and he's just twisting and turning and he has like three or four touches. And by the time he kind of settles himself that the opposition defense are, are back and they're, they're in their kind of uh, defensive formation almost. Yeah. Um, and sometimes where, where teams are playing kind of a bit more uh, low block and counter and we're finding it hard to, to have that breakthrough and the ball is going over to him it's I, I I'm just kind of like looking for more at the moment. His goals and assists, his work rate, his running, everything. He's he's like good in everything. And for him to get to take that next step, and like Al was saying, he's so young and he's only just started playing how how Ange wants him to play. To get him up to that next bit, um, it will be to read when to release the ball quicker and when to hold on to it and do those other little bits. But again, he him and. Uh, Poro, I would probably say, are my players of the season. Uh, do you know what I say that? But then I've got a little bit of Udogi, Vicario. Yeah. Like, it's, it's quite hard. They've, they've all, like, those four players. Well, Mad- yeah, Madison before, before his injury. But for them to yeah, still perform exactly. without Madison there, <clears throat> and, and just yeah. to see Kulosevsky's versatility in being able to come into midfield, and I know he's been spoken, I think we talked about it on the pod last Thursday, that um, Kulisevsky throughout his, I don't know if this is true, I, think I might remember this correctly, but I'm going to say it anyway, um, that throughout his development, he always played centrally. It wasn't always a sort of winger or, or inside forward. He, was, he played centrally. So 
Um, he, yeah, it was, it was a t- ten position. Yeah, um, yeah, he's um, it's great, and also his his comments he made when we lost to Villa, I think it was, and he said, "Look, this is the way we're playing is the way we need to be playing. Like, have faith. The results will come. This is this is." This is football we're all enjoying, and it's 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 essentially going to pay off. We've just got to be patient with it, and and that, after that run, we've we've won two, and and it, we did win the game, but there was with it came with it like a tinge of, for fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Because we lost Basuma mm. to the sending off, and Adogi, and it's almost like watching Spurs at the moment. It's like this amazing bird that's walking up to you and she just starts getting hold of you and you're like oh my god this is incredible and then when she's finished you look at her in the eyes and she just fucking knees you in the bollocks for no reason <laughs> isn't it it's, it do you know what it's exactly exactly the same yeah um it's um it is bloody frustrating man it's like we're finally getting our players back from injury we're finally getting them back from suspension um, we've had two wins and then that happens. Adogi is out against um, Everton and Basuma. Is he out for four games? Well, effectively, he won't be back till end of February now. Oh, for fuck's no, sake. Not end of February. Uh, beginning of February, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the um, eight games he'll effectively miss, but part of that Brilliant. is to do with uh, the African Cup of Nations. Well, we had a question here about someone said... Um, uh, Jack, Jack Enochow, he says, was Conte right about Basuma to some extent? Two silly red cards and a poor error t- at City could have been proved extremely costly. Definitely a good player, but, but capable of extremely silly, costly errors. I'm going to give him the one against City because he's been asked to play in that position and be and, and retain possession and he got caught out and that's going to happen and that's that's on that's on Postacoglu as much as it is Basuma. But the red cards... Yeah, the red cards are are silly, and there's been some que- question on whether or not he should, um, he should that we should look to upgrade him. Oh, this episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce. Use intelligent automation and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, yeah, and I, and I, I don't agree with that, but I have sympathy for it. But 
the that red card on Friday, I can or I can kind of forgive. I just think it's it's just one of those. I think that's one of those things. It, it happens sometimes. I don't. He's not gone and to to do him. He's just. It's a lazy type of tackle. It's a bit cowardly. You know, get your foot through it and, and get on with it. It's the Luton one that really wound me up because there was absolutely no need for that. Like ten seconds before half time and and diving on. Like it was just mental. I don't think you can say about oh Con- was Conte right about him. Conte didn't play him enough to have any idea of what he was like anyway in game state. Yeah, I'm not ready to so, give Conte any credit at all. No, no, no. It's nonsense. But um, there will come a point, and I'm not saying it's now, but there will come a point that if peak Basuma means that you take two free red cards a season, I, I don't think he's good enough. Yeah, to do that. Um, but it's a question of who do you get. You know, can you can you upgrade him? Um, look, I, I'm I'm willing to overlook Friday's red card because, like I said, I just I just think I think those types of things can happen. I don't think that was necessarily a matter of ill discipline. The Luton one was bad. You know, Romero's one against City, not great. You know, those are the ones that annoy me. If it's ones like that, then I can be like, right, you get one pass. But if you're doing that again this season, then then I'll I'll you know. I'll be upset. Look, before um, Basuma, before this season, he'd been sent off once in his Premier League career. So it's, it's not like he's prone to do it. But Postecoglou mentioned about their, the players need to be cleverer or more clever, whatever the word yeah. is. And, um, and understand that when I'm playing on this side doesn't mean that they, need, that they, they can be re- reckless. So it was almost... And I don't know if this is Ange playing games or not playing games, but but... but controlling the narrative around this issue that um that's he's taking some responsibility for the fact that the perhaps the passion that he's putting into the players that that they, that they can potentially go over the line like i don't know if you saw against the remember about the chelsea game is that it felt to some degree that they were too hyped up they went onto that pitch too hyped up i don't know if you you can be, but they lost control really quickly. And this happened previously against Chelsea. It seems to happen quite a lot. So I don't know what... There's a line between being amped up and being controlled with your aggression. And Basuma in that instance, while he, I don't think he was trying to hurt the geezer, it wasn't like... I think I genuinely think Romero would have been absolutely fine with hurting Enzo. I think he's, he's got that in him, that, that, that streak in him. And I think that he didn't mind that he went through the ball and got his, got his shin. Whereas Basuma doesn't feel like that that he has that in him and that that was an error. And when you watch it slow, it looks terrible. It was like below the knee. But it came upwards rather than directly. He did go through yeah, the, the ball. The he was trying of, to get to the ball. Yeah, the force of the of the tackle is, <clears throat> is diminishing the longer that, that that action is taking, if that makes sense. Because yeah. his leg is coming up. When it's coming down or you're or you're coming from a an uncontrolled stance, it's where the Nate it's the the progression of the power in that challenge is getting harder. It's getting stronger. The, the more you go into that tackle. That's why I say it was kind of a bit of a cowardly tackle because you know, you see it a million times. It's people, he's almost dangling his foot in there. You know, he's lucky he didn't get hurt really because if he's a bit late, if the other kid, he's a bit later on gets the ball and then goes through, through him as well. That's when you get hurt when you're not fully committed to those things. So like I said, I, I can forgive that one. Um, he's got he's got a pass. He's got one more. If there's another one like that though this season, then yeah, there might have to be questions that's asked in the summer. Yeah, you can't lose. If that would be three red cards in a season, that'd be fucking yeah. That would have seven. That'd be 
how many would be? That would be 12 well, games. Straight reds, it would be nine games, yeah. No, it'd be 12. No, you get four for the second one and five for the third. So it goes oh, up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that you can't lose a player for a quarter of the season through suspensions. That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, but the problem is, is like I said, he, he, it's, he, ha- he isn't that kind of player and he, he hasn't been particularly, um, in terms of red cards, you know, it's not, they've not been that prevalent in his career. So I think he's too I'm more good. I'm concerned to- with his dip in form than, than that right now. I'm more uh, concerned that after the first five, six games, I, I thought we had another Dembele on our hands and suddenly seems to have kind of just since the Luton game, since coming back from the suspension of the Luton game, just doesn't seem as as dynamic. But maybe. why? But but you, you could make excuses for poor performances based on injuries and and suspensions and that in his position, it, and what was a beautiful relationship, it seems, with Van der Ven and Romero and working with them, He's now got a lesser player in Ben Davis, who I won't will take no credit away from him at all. He's been brilliant since he's cut, since he's come in and filled a role. I want to get your opinion on that as well, Al, because I'm not sure where you are with him anymore. Um, but I, just, I mean, we'll... the last thing on Basuma is I'll just <laughs> say that you know, if if it was another Dembele on our hands, then then he would be at Dem- he would be at just as good a level, regardless well, of he, who's he's around. He's not Moussa Dembele though, is he? No, I know, and, and like I said, maybe we all got a bit ahead of ourselves at the time. But yeah, in terms of um, Ben Davis, I mean, you won't hear a, you won't hear a bad word from me. I think he's been insanely good. Insane. Is he been insanely good, or is it just our expectation and the and, we, and the fear that we would be like? It, the, the no, I mean, you have to. I think when you put it into context of where we're asking him to play in a system that we're asking him to play, I'd have. If you'd have told me about the start of the season, I'd have. I'd have Oh, well, I would say I would have laughed. I'd have been fucking livid if I'd have known that he'd have been still here and and playing. But he's, as a centre back, he's he's just everything I love about uh, <laughs> about someone playing in that position. He's just so honest in terms of his running, in terms of getting in front of players, you know, to 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 meet balls on the halfway line, trying to step in front. And look, it won't come off. And he's been in a decent run of form, and I'm sure there's a rick in him somewhere. But. Um, He's just been. I mean, what more can you ask for well, a player? Do you remember at Palace as well? Situation he, like that. At Palace, he had an awful game and was pulled at half time. Mm. You just think, oh, he's done. Like that, we'll never see him again. And now he's like, he's been absolute, like, just great. Like, but that's really- what you want from squad players. Like, I've got no issue with people hanging around this club and being a squad player, but being able to come in and do that. And he has done that to his credit. There's been a few times where he's come into the team because of necessity and then and carried on at a decent level, you know? And that's what you want in squad players. You know, if, if you could get all squad players like that that are happy enough, or you know, I'm sure he's not happy, but you know, is content enough to be sitting on the bench when everyone's fit, but can come in and do a job like that, and you can have some element of trust there. That's what you want. That's my issue with the dyers of this world, and you know, Lacelso's and all the rest of it, because I, I got no trust in them whatsoever. Because I don't know the performance they're going to put in. At least with Davis, you know pretty much what you're going to get. There was a great photo of um, of Vicario, Romero, Davies, and Adogi and Porro were in a line, like sort of sh- discussing something. And you're like, it's just a great photo. It was testament to all four players because although we've missed Van der Ven because of his undoubted quality, defensively we haven't been torn apart in the way that I thought we might do on the break. Like Ben Davies doesn't have the pace of Van der Ven. I mean, very few defenders do. 
but for us to be able to change and adapt and and Ben Davies be a massive part of it, he deserves all the credit. Then he Rick, he's um he's been good actually. James Swan says, how great is it for the transformation from gentle Ben to Daddy Davies? <laughs> um, yeah, you any, anything to add there, Rick, or you just? No, no, no. I, I mean, everything that you've said is uh, is, is spot on. Uh, and I don't, I don't really, I don't want to be the guy that's like poo pooing everything. But um, I don't uh, want to get kind of carried away with that with uh, his performances either. Um, the kind of the quality of Van the Ven, and when we drop down, um, there it it's noticeable. And for the way that we want to play, mm. um, I still think that it, it's a a glaring kind of error that we haven't got someone in that is um i don't know van der ven's equal that if he is injured to, for someone to slot in there ben davies has come and has done a great job there has been times where like i was saying that he's it isn't as and it has made me think oh for fuck's sake why did we not invest in a left side left-sided center back um but he has been extremely professional and he's come in and he's done exactly the job that you need him to do. And again, like if Dyer came in, like, would you expect that, uh, like similar performance? No, he's, you he's capable. Yeah. And whereas Ben Davies has proved that he has, and I think that's part of this conversation, isn't it? That we're, yeah. we're surprised that, that he's been able to come in and do it. And as Andrew said, he's, he's that this is not a specialist role for him. He's had to learn a lot, uh, very quickly. And, and our center backs aren't, and the way they play with uh, with Pastor Coglu and what's been asked of them isn't normal either in a normal bat four. So he's had to, he's had to learn a lot. Um, and I mean, you know, can I just say, don't don't get me wrong though. Like in terms of you know what Rick said about investing in a left sided centre back, you know that that was almost disgusting that we didn't do that in the summer. I'm, I'm not saying oh you know it's all right because we've got Ben Davis. <laughs> you know it's we're lucky enough that someone we've got a squad player that can come in and put in. Seven out of ten performances. You know, we need, we, I mean, we need a right, right-sided centre back more so than the left-sided centre back. Based on maybe now, yeah. Based on what Ben Davies has been able to do as a backup, you would keep him, and you'd actually find a way of having someone to back up Romero. Because what if you brought in Lloyd Kelly or someone like that as backup? That doesn't solve any problems if Romero's injured. So yeah, it'll be, the, be the other side. Um, actually, I mean, this is. You know, we've been linked with one today from Nice. I don't know a great deal about him, but apparently he's good. Um, that's about us, all the insight you're going to get. Go on Twitter. There's loads surprised of me. There's tons. <laughs> but, 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 mate, there's, I could do some reading and I could regurgitate and I could pretend. Or you could just go on Twitter and there's millions of experts on there that tell you everything about this player that no one's heard of before today. Anyway, um, uh, Gallagher... Uh, Pochettino said on Gallagher's contract to expire because we've been linked with him in midfield. He said it's, it's interesting. And it was sort of backed up the conversations we was having last week about the fact that Chelsea are in a very difficult, well, a self-made position of realising that their academy products are the ones that they're going to probably have to sell as a balance of books in order for them to be active in the transfer market because there's 100% profitability in those the sale of those players and Gallagher being one of them, right? The only thing they lose is the amount they've invested in developing that player, which is minimal compared to clauses and transfer fees you know and whatnot like if you bought Gallagher for 30 million and sold him for 30 million that's zero profit right it's, it's a net zero profit so that's why they're interested in selling their academy players Gallagher though is an interesting one because he's been captain of, of Chelsea this season he's played in games 
Pochettino obviously likes him. And he's, this were his comments. He says, it's, it's a club decision, not mine. He's been the starting eleven in nearly all the games and, one, and is one of the captains. For me, he's the type of player the club needs to have as he knows the identity of the club. Um, just thought that was interesting. I just think a further testament to uh, the fact that Pochettino's days are probably numbered at Chelsea. Good, and, fat little rat. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you think of um, Gallagher <laughs> as, a, uh, as, as, a, as a, a possible uh, player that comes in? Uh, well, I was just I was quite enjoying your uh, little business um, advice there. If you buy someone for 30 mil and then sell for 30 mil, it's, it's zero net profit. I enjoyed that. What, is that <laughs> not true? Yeah, no. I just I just enjoyed it. If, and also, I like it when you I like it when you talk like that. It's, thanks well, for that. Well, actually, that doesn't okay. take into account. Um, uh, it doesn't take into account wages expended. Yeah. So yeah, thirty minus thirty is zero. <laughs> that's essentially what you're saying, and I, and I, I I couldn't agree with you more, mate. Um, Why are you being a cunt? <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm upset. You upset me earlier when we started because I said I was ill and you and it, you mean to me. So I want to talk about. If you pay for he's, 30... mu- he's mugging you right off, son. <laughs> if if you pay thirty million pounds and then sell... I know we don't need another lesson. So what are you talking about? Why are you bringing this up? Because it's just funny. I was just I just thought you might have picked a more elaborate way to explain that there's no net profit. Not going thirteen. Take you away tell me a more elaborate way to explain it then. Because in the I'm just I'm just trying to in the middle of a conversation and make a point, give an example just in case there is some okay. remedial listen to this who didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Gallagher, and depending on the price, I mean thirty mil. Do you reckon? I mean more than that. If, if, <laughs> yeah, thirty million. <laughs> but in serious, if, if thirty if thirty million, I think. Uh, yeah, because we need to get rid of... Is he better than Hoiberg? Yeah. I'd like to think so, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, More though... Yeah, I, I think I'd be all right. And it's the type of it, it's the type of player in there. And there was talk about him in the summer and it's never really kind of gone away. So I imagine it's it's something that's quite possible. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. Energy and legs. That's what I want in my signings. Energy and legs. Any, uh, any proper chills? Just on that, actually, uh, what um, there was uh, some geezer posted on on Reddit, and uh, we had another question here um, because obviously this there's this coefficient issue uh, in that we as a league, if we want this additional fifth place, that we require English clubs to go deep in their respective European competitions, and that includes Arsenal and West Ham. I'm less bothered about West Ham, to be honest. But Arsenal, is there any world... The question essentially was, was there any world where you'd, you'd want Arsenal to win games in the Champions League in order for Spurs to be given that the, the option of that fifth place? It might be small time. And I said this on Saturday, actually. I'd rather us take two steps back than like Arsenal win the league or like I, I, that might be wrong of me. No, it's but, not wrong of you. It's completely hundred percent right of you. But I just you can't like, cheer for them ever. Every, like results and stuff at the minute, and like Liverpool getting a point or you know City only drawing, and people going, "Oh, that's a good result." For no, it's not. It's it's not. I need we need City to absolutely run away with this as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, um, City ain't gonna so, be the ones this shit this season, are they? That's what that free. I don't want, and Champions League, if you get fifth, like I mean. 
if it happens, it happens. I'll, I'll deal with it. But it's I'd rather I'd rather they not go far. And if we have to miss out on Champions League, then I'm all right with that. Yeah, Porto. But if they go if they if they go far, that means more games for them, more chance of injury, more chance of tiredness. That means it's going to be harder for them to win the league. As long as they don't win at the Champions League, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm go not... as far as you want, mate. Go and knock yourselves out. No, but the further they get, the closer the possibility could be of some fucking random eight deflection goal in a final that wins it. Like I just, I don't want to live with that possibility. No, do you know what I mean? It's, I know what you're saying. It's okay to seek positives in a long cup run for them. It's okay to say, okay, right, they're going to have to play more games, less concentration on the league, and all that. That's hundred percent fine. Just look at the like, try and spin it a bit. But the closer they get to it, or any of them. Yeah, like you say, that the the risk of something like that happening is too great. So hopefully... I'm trying to find who's the last player. When's the last player that we signed directly from Chelsea? Can you think of one? Galas. Did he come from straight from Chelsea or was he free agent? I mean, it was a loss. I can't I remember. Possibly uh, free uh, for agent. For some reason, Abramovich <laughs> never wanted to do business with us, did he? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Uh... <laughs> Could a genie? Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to look. I can't find it, but yeah, no, it's been a long time. Arsenal and Chelsea fucking selling to each other every fucking season. Oh, that's all the yeah. money is as well. It's like 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 fuming for fucking fuming with Man City. I am. Like sending Cole Palmer to fucking Chelsea, and then and Zinchenko and and what was in yeah. Gabriel Jesus. Like, Arsenal have been consistently pretty much above Manchester City. I think. Well, probably maybe not but they've been competing and you've directly strengthened them you've put them in this situation partly it is odd yeah no one sells to us just where the money is um yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is just where the money is you can't ask some questions there now go on drive the truck I think my my, sorry my uh, my point earlier about uh, Gallagher being proper chills (laughs) Uh, was that he wouldn't want to leave Chelsea and and especially uh, come to Tottenham a rival? Not that um, it would be I I wouldn't take him because he's you know Chelsea. I think it's more the fact that would would he come to Tottenham being a proper Chelsea lad? I think there's I been too know. much talk about it. Like in the summer, it sounded like it might have actually been quite close at one point. I think. For whatever reason, I don't know what those reasons would be, but I don't think it's something that bothers him. I, I just don't think there'd be as this much talk that has hung around this long. Because we had the bit like this with Madison mm. last few years. It was like, oh, linked on a couple of days and then nothing really happens. But then he's always just, it's always mentioned every window. Um, and it's getting like that. It has been lingering, isn't it? Yeah. It has I been think... stink, stinking up the gaff, isn't it? Yeah. Gallagher fumes all over the all over the shop. Joe Postecoglou talked about um, you know he's given his Santa, his list to Santa. He's basically asked the club to sign players earlier on, which is quite rare and strange statement for a club to make. Not strange; it makes completely sense. The complete sense. He's he's somewhat put, putting the pressure on the club, right? Yeah, but um, it's it's you, you haven't heard manage, other managers do that directly, and it, it was almost he, he also said like. You know, look, I've put the request in, and the club will do what they can. So it's not like like an undue amount of pressure. But what do you? How do you think it will? Do you think we'll be able to get that done early? Or how do you predict it might go out? Um, I, part of me thinks it's look because of the predicament that we're in. When you've got two and three, and 
real key players that are going to be out, you know, into the new year, which means, you know, you're probably looking, you know, getting towards the middle, towards the end of January, really. And then obviously with the whole, with Sun and the Cup of Nations and all the rest of it, you'd like to think that some of it is down to injury. So there's like, right, well, we have to really move quickly now because we can't, you know, we have to try and negate as much of that month as possible. But also I'd like to, I'm, I'm fairly sure that, that this would have been part of the discussion in the summer anyway, that look, we're not going to be able to get everything that, you know, that you want in this, this window. Um, and the plan will try and be to do it quick because I, I would, you know, you'd like to think that Postacoglu knows and had an idea of how this was going to go this year. All right. But started better than I think probably any of us could have imagined, but that it was going to take time. And, and after a few months, he'd be able to know who's going to do this system and who can't. So we're just going to have to move quick. You know, the difficulty is that this window is, is notorious for not being able to get stuff done quick yeah. because it's very domino effect. You know, the first big one has to get done yeah. straight away and we're not going to be the big one. So yeah, I, I think the, I, I don't doubt, and I have my doubts about Levy and Enoch, as you know, but I don't doubt that the plan will be to try and get it done as early as possible. And that's why I think that it might just be maybe only one or two that they, that they really go after quickly hard. I don't think we'll be hearing much about you know, in the last few days of the window this year, I think if they can't get them early, they might not do it at all. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's requested players. It's not if we come away from this window without anything. And I appreciate, as you said, that the, the the predicament we find ourselves in, and the fact that it's January and essentially spending money that could be better spent elsewhere in in, in the summer is relevant. But it kind of feels like we will do some stuff. Like certainly, but you, the thing is, yeah, well, he's been it's been given like the evidence is there to look how good we can fucking be, yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, it's coming, you know, I just need this and we'll be able to do that and all the rest of it. It's there, we've seen it already, it, you know. So, if you want to progress on that, then you might have to go balls out a little bit earlier and a bit more than you usually do or mm. never do, you know. So, that's that's a positive the fact that the evidence and the and the and the facts are there to be seen of how good we can be if we've got the right personnel. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Rick. I think as well, I, I think like if we're expecting it to be January and then it, we're going for players that are right at the top of our like our wish list, tap sober from Leverkusen, like they're, they're top of the league. They're never, ever going to let him go no. like mid-season. And, 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 and it'll be for insane money as well. So I think we'll have to look down uh, like the pecking order. And when we were kind of, everyone was a bit like looking towards Taps Over and then Van der Ven was mentioned, especially for me, I, I, I was Taps Over over Van der Ven. Didn't know anything about either of them. But yeah, I just, <laughs> just looked at two, three minute like YouTube videos and thought, yeah, Taps Over, he looks all right. That's the one. Um, that, that was me done. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, hugely wrong on that really. And uh, Van der Ven has been a revelation so I'm a bit more open-minded to go down uh, that uh, route in the transfer window. And I see that we were linked to, um, maybe I've just made this up or I'm getting it wrong. We were linked to um, a Romanian player, maybe a centre-back from Italy, Genoa maybe, I can't remember now. Um, yeah. But it's those types of signings that I think if we go a little bit more, like say there were 15 mil and we put in 20 odd mil that we know we're going to get it over the line quickly, that they're going to be agreed to, to come to a team like Tottenham. Those transfers, I feel 
would work a lot more um, quicker, but it's not going to be that marquee signing like a taps over. So I think that's what will probably will happen. We'll we'll get like a handful of names in that w- would be less impressive, but their stats and their player profiles are exactly the type of players that Postacoglu wants in the team. And that can help us. We're going to have to get... And, and the, the fact is that it's very evident that the club are being more data-led with this with this type of stuff. So, mm. you know, we're going to have to get used to names that... Uh, I don't, because that's the whole point of, of data-led stuff, you know, of, of probably of names that were in there. You know, someone on this podcast called um, Van der Vend, Mickey Van der Kirikes, you know, and... and so, <laughs> you said that. That was me, yeah. But, <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> the point is, I loved Kirikas as well, by the way. Uh, anyone that's followed on me on Twitter for any amount of time knows how much I love that man. Um, but yeah, look, we're, we're going to have to get used to those types of signings. And I think it does make me feel more at ease that we're signing that type of, those types of names and stuff, because it's been very obvious that, that that's the direction that the club are going in before when those names came in, it was just really easy to be like, Oh, Levy's, you know, save 10 million quid by going for, for option B. Yeah. But, but it's very obvious now, you know, it's public knowledge that the, the club have, have decided to go down that route. So at least now there's a reason for it. Like, you know, I don't want to go on all my time hating the, chairman and wishing that this club was owned by someone else no matter how much i do wish it was owned by someone else now but it's fucking energy sapping yeah so at least you can take you can take that those signings in the context well they have some context that's the point it was jean claire todibo he's a player we've been linked with today oh, and oh yeah i remember yeah. it's now been it's now been um the initial source was apparently one that wasn't very reliable but rob guest um, has also reported on it now. Yeah, he was on my list of centre-backs. Liar. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was he? Have you ever, have you ever yeah, heard yeah, of him? I, have you ever heard I, of him? Yeah, yeah. He's not, I've got a little list of centre-backs. Who else is on this list? I'll make. I'll add him to my sheet. And, uh... <laughs> He's on the list. The, right? uh, the, se- the centre-back I was saying about the uh, Romanian guy is Radu Drag- Dragason. Uh, right. From Genoa, so I, I I got it right. So Radu that's a great name. So, get him, yeah. get him go, immediately. Yeah, I'm on dragon, him. son. <laughs> yeah, in it. Get him in, mate. Uh, yeah, but Talibo, we've been linked with for 35 mil, right? But he's Nice are currently second in the league, and he's played 14 games this season, starting 11 in most of them, according yeah, to cash, the transfer market. Yeah, it depends what their ambitions are. Like, do they do they really? They're they, not them. Him. Well, you're, if he's if they want to keep him, you're asking him to kind of force a move. In which case, um, that's not going to be done in January, is it? That's a long-winded, mm-hmm. slow process. Well, true, but I just think you know the pull of the Premier League and the money that people can make there, and the money that clubs could make. You know, it's why you see those signings happen so often because. You know, if he has a poor second half of the season, they might, they, you know, they don't get that money from other places. So, yeah, do you remember Vincent Janssen? We bought him on six months football. 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like. I liked him as well. I've got a thing for strikers when they're not scoring and wanting them to to do well. I was fucking loving it that Richarlison keeps scoring, even though I'm just like I never wanted him in the first place. But now I feel like it's my own. I feel like it's my little three-legged puppy's managed to jump over a little fence every time he scores a goal. <laughs> it's not a nice segue actually, because there's a question here about is Richarlison at the start of his redemption arc, Rick? Yeah, I mean, um, I think all of us here haven't really been that sold on Richarlison and I think he's probably done himself a bit of a disservice and I don't know how long he's had that injury for uh, he he had some uh, kind of issues off the field as well uh, we don't know how much that affected him but he looks like a renewed player sorry is that uh, is that repeating for everyone else coming back no Alex is on his phone and you can hear it uh, okay Oh, it was, um, it was repeating. Sorry, Alex. My bad. Uh, it sounded fucking like fucking hell. No, it sounded. It sounded like you, someone's background noise. You could hear it, and then like you were staring at your phone. That's what I was. Like, Did you see that? Look at him straight in. There was not even a, <laughs> not even an ounce of thought that that might have been his best mate Ricky's fault. You know, straight to me. We're all no, really hungover. We're all really hungover, right? And it's been antsy. Like, the, sorry. All right, I apologize. Go on, Rick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't even remember what the fucking hell I was saying now. <laughs> Richarlison, it's nice that he's scoring goals. Well done, lad. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's 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 nice that he is scoring, and I, and I was I haven't been his biggest fan, and for the price that we've paid and um, the, the player that I thought we were getting, he he hasn't you know repaid that. But um, with the goals that he's got recently, his work rate and his effort and it feels like he's trying to pay that back. So long may it continue. I'd much rather be wrong about a player um, because they're scoring goals for Tottenham and we're winning and getting three points every week than me being right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Definitely. All right, we'll finish on this uh, from Faz. He says, shoot your ass is, is the real true pandemic. <laughs> See, I, weirdly, I knew exactly what he meant when I said shoot your ass. What is it? Huh? So I already know. So you sat there enjoying life, and then boom, a lightning bolt goes up your bum hole for no reason. <laughs> May just be me, but I've spoken to mates and they are glad they don't s- suffer alone. We need a support network. Have you, have you, have you never had that where you suddenly you've just got a lightning bolt up your ass and there's absolutely no rhyme well, like, or reason like for it? Like sciatica thing. It feels a bit like a nerve issue, but it feels like someone's ramming a lightning bolt right up your ass and, and, and it comes out of nowhere no. and it goes within five seconds and then you're back to normal no you've never That's heard mental. this i don't know what you're on about. no no my, my um my arsehole has been through uh, quite an, <laughs> an amount of things but it uh <laughs> Obviously not the uh, not not the lightning jab, not that, yet anyway. That's what it you is. hurt your ass on Saturday, didn't you, Rick? <laughs> yeah, I did hurt my ass. It fucking really. <laughs> Rick was a fucking mullard singing. I don't even know what song we were singing. Just and all I do, all I saw was just him take two steps back and then just fall. And there was like a little. What are those ropes? You know when you can kind of get into a club. Yeah, it's like little VIP rope right, on a, yeah, on a yeah. pole. <laughs> just fell backwards and straight on one of them poles. <laughs> was that what went up your ass, Rick? The pole. Yeah. Or do you Probably. hit the floor? You hit the floor. I don't know. My coccyx is like it's <laughs> shattered. I, like, I can't. It, it hurts to sit down. It hurts to lay down. It hurts to walk. Um, I don't know what I've done, but but so, I love it when you're pissed and you can just like bounce. Nothing hurts at the time. It's great. <laughs> 
All right, that'll do. Um, Faz, I'm with you, mate. I've had it sporadically through my life. Luckily, I haven't had it for a few years, but there is there has been times where, like that lightning jab, the way the way you described it, that lightning jab is Rick. That's exactly what it's like. It's and it's and is it? Yeah, and you can't. It's so painful that you can't not react to it. So you could be doing completely silent on the sofa, and all of a sudden you just go ah ah ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, how do you how do you explain that? And then your missus says, like, what, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" And you, and you, you and just turn around and go, "My arsehole, there's lightning in there." <laughs> <laughs> or do you or do you fake you've got cramp in your calf or something yeah. like that? Just completely lie. I probably would lie because it's hard to explain. Like what you've been doing? Why have you got why you got pain in your ass? I um, honestly, I've never ever heard of that before. I, I it's it's a real condition. It really is. I've heard of it, but um, that women suffer from it, um, and more when um, when they're on their period. I've just that's googled, the only time I've heard of it. I've just googled lightning pain in anus. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> proctalagia, proctalagia is pain due to spasm of the pelvic floor muscles, the muscles of the anal sphincter, or the muscles of the rectum. <laughs> This causes severe stabbing pain, like a knife sticking into the rectum. <laughs> this it. type of pain may originate without warning. <laughs> it may vary in severity and duration, and is for absolute beta males. Says it doesn't say because <laughs> I'm reading the exact same passage. Um, it may. I love the fact this podcast has been like a thirty percent arsehole chat. This is what happens with hungover and no running order. The yeah, the running order, no running order is my fault, but. I'm super hungover. I was really tired, and um, yeah. But it, this is a medical. This is a medical definition of what this is. Was pro, proctaglia? Yeah, for right. Cucks. And she said, "It says here this causes severe stabbing pain. Severe, like a knife sticking into a rectum. Could you imagine, Rick, just sitting on the sofa with your missus as we discussed, and someone just ramming a knife up your ass?" Just yeah, out of would, nowhere. Uh, yeah, that would, that wouldn't be pleasant. Yeah. Would yeah. I'm so, well, I'm glad that I want to know now. It. Like, what, what does possible causes include? Stress, constipation, stress. or an abscess. Yeah, you're probably going to get this now, Al. And then you're going to think you've got AIDS again. <laughs> get checked if you think you've got AIDS. Is the moral of that story? What was it like when you when you did when you did get like you thought you might have it? Um. What was that well, weight in the car like? Anyone, well, it wasn't just the weight in the car. It was all day. Anyone who has health anxiety, it's not a laughing matter. It's not like this weird stabbing pain thing. But I, I do feel like when you don't know what's wrong with you, uh, and I had nothing wrong with me, but it just got into my head. I don't even, there was no way I could have even caught it. I'm not some dusty little yes, you are. Like, sex pest. Yeah. Well, I'm not, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm but anyway. I'd, I'd, I'd figured out I'd had there was something else that I had on like on my mouth called hairy leukoplakia it's called <laughs> and it's like a little whiteness on your, on your tongue right it turns out it was nothing like it rubbed away after a couple of days but I was convinced that that's what it is and I googled it and it was like if you've got this and it said literally <laughs> Google's not your friend it literally said it Stop literally rimming. said right no wait right it literally said only people with AIDS have this that's <laughs> Almost word for word is what it said, right? So I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, well, you can get those tests off the internet. Uh, 
But you have to wait like a week to get the result. I'm dying here. Like I couldn't go to work, still in bed, didn't want to go, I couldn't do nothing. So I was like, right. So I paid 250 quid to get like a test done that day. I had to drive into central Birmingham and then uh, sit there. And he was really nice, the guy. Came out, came out with no socks or shoes on, though, which unnerved me slightly. What? Um, yeah, yeah, just came out. No socks, no shoes. He, he had no because... so- He had barefoot? Yeah, yeah. Just a little clinic. He'd been sat there all day, obviously not very busy, but someone, some knobhead had paid him 250 quid to have an AIDS test done him with sh- a half an hour result. Are you sure this place was legit? You could, you yeah, could, yeah, was, you could still have AIDS. All the right places. He was really nice, actually. He, was, he could tell I was, you know, I was slightly stressed. But why didn't he have any um, shoes and socks on? I don't know. I don't know. But he just kind of came. He was just relaxed. So anyway, he took the blood off it and he was like, it takes about half an hour. The worst part of the whole thing is him talking to me for half an hour. And I don't know whether he was trying to calm me down, but he was just telling me stories about like other people that have come in who thought they've got AIDS and were like crying to him and stuff. And he was trying to like make jokes out of it. It just really wasn't funny because I kept looking at the little strip because it's like a COVID strip. So I kept looking at it going, oh, I wonder what color that means. Like if, if it's purple, does that mean I'm, I'm good? If it's red, what does that mean? Uh, so it was horrible. So, yeah. but that's what happens when you have health anxiety. I only get it maybe once every couple of years, but it, it was bad. So, if you think you don't end it on that though, mate, because we we're we're just having a light light conversation, and now you've well, ended no, it on that. I didn't that. tell anyone. The truth is, the truth is, dear <laughs> yeah, but... listeners, is that I didn't tell any of my best friends that anything of this was going on. So I hadn't been in any of the WhatsApp group for two days, right? So I got Flav messaging me saying, "What the fuck is wrong with you? What now? What? Where are you?" And then. When I told, I I got the test for you know, you know when you get to that immense sense of elation, I was so happy. I knew I didn't have AIDS really, but I uh, was happy I is. I hadn't eaten all day. Went straight to the little Londis next door. Got a great big bag of knickknacks, ribbon saucy, and a bottle of Lucasade. <laughs> got in the car, and uh, and then just texted the boys saying, "Oh, guess what? Thought I had AIDS. Don't have it now." Yeah, sorry, I haven't been around for a few days. I thought I had AIDS. It was like, right, thanks for that, Al. Um, yeah, but you, you can't start talking about health anxiety when telling that story because it makes us look like arseholes for laughing. Well, I mean, yeah, weren't massively supportive afterwards, truth be told, but that's that's the nature of this group and we this, look after each other by being horrible to each other. The actual lesson of this is fundamentally don't Google something because it always, yeah. always is either cancer or AIDS. Yeah. Always, yeah. no matter what. And do you know why it always is that? Is because... The algorithm in Google, in SEO, awards clicks and, and, and information with how much traffic is driven through it. So Google's going, oh, this must be important because so much traffic is going through it. Let me, let me, let me promote this as and, when, um, as and when someone searches for this. So you're always going to get the worst case news on Google because people are obviously clicking on that because they're terrified. Yeah, it's awful. I, it's 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 it fucking terrifying. That's why I don't tell anyone now. That's when I had the shits for three weeks and I didn't tell anyone because I knew, I I knew what I had, yeah, and that was yeah, yeah, you know, some form of rectal cancer. Yeah, the, but obviously it wasn't. Google. You told me. I did tell you. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, we we share the same health. Anxiety. Yeah. it's lovely we bounce off each other in absolutely existentialist crisis not going to work today why not I'm dying again you, welcome to your 40s you, you, you two should be banned from talking to each other fucking awful just feeding into each other's anxieties uh, here we are it's disgusting what, it's yeah, and you stop ringing me Rick you stop ringing me because what do I say? It's nothing. What are you worried about? Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I know you do. That doesn't help at all, does it? 
No, not at all. <laughs> no, but the, the, the glory of it is, Rick, is one day we'll be right and we'll be able to rub yeah. it in their stupid yeah. faces. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Always we'll win the Fighting Cup podcast. Me. Thank you, boys. And uh, we'll be back on Cheers. Thursday for the Q&A podcast. And if for some God, God knows reason you want to hear more of this stuff, then we have Patreon. Lots of good stuff behind there on the Patreon paywall. Patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. And chances are, if you're still here after all of that shit, you're probably already a patron. God all right. You. Cheers, boys. Take care. Ta da. Bye. Bye. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.